Welcome to the audio blog. I'm Paolo. Maybe you know me. I'm the blogger behind Quattro Fromaggio and other disgraces on the menu. And uh, I'm here with my friend Jason, who is going to introduce himself. Hello. I'm just a friend of Paolo's and a part-time editor on his blog uh, from time to time and a sounding board for some of his ideas. Uh, we talk a lot about this stuff on his blog, so we thought audio blog might be a fun thing to do. Yeah, and so we're starting today with uh, our first episode, which is going to be revolving around the concept of flavor. Yes, taste and flavor and maybe some uh, discussions of cultural differences between Italy and North America. Yeah, and maybe we'll throw in some Japan too. Sure, yeah, why not? Jason has a background, you know, it's half Japanese and uh, it lived in Japan for quite some time. Yeah. So we can talk about that. And of course, I'm Italian for those who don't know. I've been in North America for 12 years, but I'm still very much Italian. So yeah, let's uh, let's start. Maybe Jason, you want to uh, you were talking to me about something earlier. Yeah, yeah. So my my folks came to town a few months ago, I think you remember. And so I made them some, you know, steak. They like steak, and I made them one of your pastas recipes, and uh they loved it, but uh when I brought it to the table, the first thing they did was uh pick up the napkin, put it on their lap. And then the second thing they did was pick up the salt shaker and put the salt yeah. on on the pasta. And uh, I told you about that the next day, and we laughed at it a little bit. Um, you know, that's just the thing that my parents do. They grew up in North America, and that generation is that's that's pretty normal for them. So I was wondering, uh, what do Italians think of that? Well. Salt, of course, is used everywhere in every in every type of cuisine that I know. Um, maybe not everyone, but most of them. It's um, it's a, one of those basic tastes that that it's really appreciated. Um, uh, even when you're a kid, you start uh, appreciating salt. Although when you're a kid, uh, you taste everything a lot more than when you grow up. Taste buds tend to decay over time, so maybe your parents uh, don't taste salt as much as you do. And that's a possibility because they're clearly older. But also, um, salt is it's there because our body needs it. needs those those um, elements for for a lot of our processes. So now, why do we need so much salt? Is a cultural thing for sure. Um, flavor is very much uh, something that we we learn, uh, and it's not something we're born with. We appreciate flavors based on uh, um, whether they, we associate them with positive things. So that's why there's such a thing as an acquired taste. It's not that everybody likes the same things. However, salt and uh, sugar sweetness are the two uh, flavors that we, we're kind of born with to some degree. And But whether we like them a lot or just a little bit, it's totally cultural. That's what I, I think. It's what I found when I researched this. That's really interesting. So you're saying uh, the perception of salt goes down as you get older. Yeah. So it could be, even though I've seasoned that pasta just perfectly according to my taste buds, my parents feel that it needs more salt in order to be correct. Oh, don't get me started on pasta. So you cannot add salt to pasta. So that's an Italian thing. So y- your parents would be, you know, disqualified. In Italy. <laughs> You're not <laughs> competing in this meal anymore. Um, you know, the, the deal is that uh, you, you boil uh, pasta in salty water, the right amount of salt, 
based on the amount of water that you have. And then you cannot add salt at the end because it would never be able to penetrate inside of the noodle. So that's, you know, uh, in making air quotes. That's something that, uh, that we, we would never do in Italy. We do put maybe some Parmesan to give extra flavor to the sauce in case it's weak or in case it needs it, but certainly uh, not to the pasta. But now, what was your question again? Well, uh, I guess the... Um I guess the, 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 the sort of high-level question that we had at the time was, is there a correct amount of salt to put in your food? So, for instance, if you went out and talked to um, professional chefs, real chefs, not people like us, but uh, people whose, whose, whose entire job it is to make food taste delicious, and uh, you asked them to make some specific dish, and you took some measurement of how much salt they put in the food what would be the variance what would be the range in the amount of salt they put into that food would it be very narrow or would it be extremely wide i think for every specific dish it would be very narrow if the chef is trained because it's being tuned to work on the majority of the people it's meant to be served in a restaurant so it's not for personal uh based on the personal taste of a person and uh you know as you know in uh, high class restaurant, you never find salt and pepper on the table uh, because you're not supposed to alter or modify the food once it's served to you because there's a science and a balance into it. You may also consider the sauce that is going with it or the progression of the meal, what's coming after, so they want to prepare you, take keep your taste buds uh, quiet for the big punch that is coming. So for sure, I think it would be quite narrow. Um, but that depends very much on the dish. If you're talking about very, very, very spicy dishes, for instance, where you get a lot of uh, punch from that, um, it's not really a taste, it's more of a sensation, and it's partially pain that you feel when you're eating something really spicy. Then what happens is that it dumpens, it, it kind of um, numbs your, your mouth, and then you need a lot more salt. That's why in uh, Indian cuisine, for instance, the amount of salt that goes in is really, really um, a lot. And you don't taste it when you, when you eat your matur paneer or your Yeah, that's your interesting. I didn't, I didn't notice that. Salty isn't really a sensation you'd associate with, with Indian foods. That's right. But it, there's a lot of salt in there. Otherwise, it never really tastes like anything because it's spicy. That's you know, one reason why. Uh, I read somewhere, actually, I did, I did take an um, in, East Indian cooking class, and they said that pretty much you put in weight, or in, I guess in volume, the same amount of salt for the amount of combined spices that go into the dish. Um, I may be wrong really? on this one, but Those I think... Those dishes take a lot of spices, too. Yeah, they do. And But you, you can imagine how much salt goes in as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're doing depending on the dish, uh, it can be um, it can be a lot more. Right, right. I've I've heard, I don't know where I heard this, but um, if you eat a lot of spicy foods, that it maybe uh, damages your sense of of taste, and maybe it requires more seasoning. Is well, it certainly requires more seasoning because of this process that it, it numbs um, your senses. Yeah. Therefore, if you have you know high sodium. Um, then, you know, it's not going to be good for somebody that is on a diet, low-sodium diet. But the, um, the the other thing with, you said, would it damage you? Um, yes, to some degree, but it's a temporary damage. This is uh, something that everybody agrees that our taste buds regenerate um, pretty much every 10 days. Though, like I said earlier, 
as you get older, uh, some of them don't come back, but that's a different story. And um, so they, therefore you sort of recover from eating that spicy food. Uh, if you eat it uh, constantly, you kind of uh, get your, um, your, your nerves uh, sensation to, to kind of be used to this type of pain and you feel it less. So that's another element to consider. So it won't have a negative effect, but you may need to put more spiciness into your food because you're not feeling as much pain as you used to. That's some kind of, you know... Right, so that explains why when you go to the, the Thai restaurant and they ask you if you want level 1 to 4, <laughs> and you ask them what they eat, and they say level 10, because <laughs> they're used to the... Level four is nothing to them. Yeah, yeah. And but they would never think of serving it to you because you would you would uh, it would probably make them liable for, for exactly. some sort of excessive punishment. Yes, probably. Okay. And if, whenever they ask me that, I always say one because there two. It's already over the the board for me, and to me, it doesn't taste any different from three and four and five because they're all uh, more than I can take. Right, right. So I am not well, too. How does that work? How does the sensation of spiciness uh reacting on your tongue what is it actually a burning it's not burning in the sense of a chemical burn but it does um tickle the same um pain receptors so there there isn't a a spicy taste bud no not at all so it's technically it's under the category of yeah this is trying to tell you you shouldn't be eating this it's not necessarily poisonous but it hurts. And that's actually a defense mechanism for some, from certain plants, for certain plants that they have adopted so that they wouldn't be eaten by animals. Obviously, those animals haven't learned to appreciate that. We do. And it's kind of funny how it goes, if you think about it. Yeah, it's kind of ironic, really, Isn't that, it? That, that some people love the thing we're supposed to be avoiding. Well, you know, to me, uh, I like a little bit of spice because I think uh, the sensation is it's similar to to heat temperature in fact it's called heat uh, so for me it keeps my food warmer so a little bit of spiciness is, is appreciating that sense and it complements other flavors so it makes it more round more deep and, and therefore you know it's, it's a good thing to have but to me it, it stops there for other people, instead, you know, it makes you sweat, make you do something, and you put yourself in a control situation where you're going to suffer for a bit, but you know it's going to end, and therefore, when it ends, it's going to release endorphins, or during as well, and you're going to feel good. It's kind of like going for a jog. It does, too. Uh, jogging or physical activity does release endorphins. So, yeah, that's another explanation, but I don't think there is a full understanding of what's going on there. In Japan, they have a theory, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, that uh, you eat spicy foods if you're from hot climates, oh. because it makes you sweat and that helps cool you down. That seems a bit uh, more like a folk legend to me, but uh, you never know. Uh, there is a bit of correlation, it seems. Or maybe because capsicum doesn't grow in the Antarctic. I don't know. <laughs> that seems more like... Then you eat fish because that's what you have uh that's another possibility but it certainly sounds interesting there's certainly s some truth to it especially if you have some ice beer to go with it then you know <laughs> so i think uh we're out of time for this uh first audio blog but uh maybe we'll pick up the conversation later and uh have one again 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's been great. We started talking about flavor. Um, we talked mostly about salt and spiciness, but there's so much more to say about this. We'll get back to it. Thanks for listening.